Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. Welcome to the Melanated Way. <sighs> Let me just get my composure together because honestly, you guys, I am already, ha- it's only, it's season nine of 90 Day Fiance. I don't know if I need more of a break. I don't know if I'm coming off of the resurrection and I'm trying to like just be holier than thou, but I, my thoughts and my attitude is terrible right now. It's terrible terrible y'all terrible it's terrible for season nine episode one ketchup and mustard the new season of 90 day fiance i don't know i have a lot of thoughts i have a lot of thoughts and what i'm going to tell you guys is don't fall into the nonsense that's what i'm going to say don't fall into the nonsense maybe i know too much and that's why i'm like super frustrated by this whole show but that being said let's do some housekeeping and then we can jump right in uh, shout out to my Patreon family. We're slowly and surely growing. I appreciate you guys. Uh, without you, the shows will not be possible. Uh, bottom of your screen, you can see where you can support the show. Super chats and super stickers are highly appreciated. Uh, shout out to Mandy, Crystal, Texas Gina, Linda. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, Radella, Dasha. Uh, I think I saw Steve up in there in the chat. But let me tell you something. Okay. We're going to just start off with 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 this couple because that's what they started off. Oh no, they started off with Bilal. Let me get my facts together because it's Bilal who's also problematic to me 1000%. Let me see if I can find a picture of these two um, coming in. Bilal and Shida versus Shahida, which is his ex-wife, which is completely confusing to me. I think it's confusing to him as well. I don't think he knew exactly who he was talking about some of the times. All right, here, I found a photo of the two of them. Okay, so these two. So you know, my mom always used to say to me, fix your attitude. I need to fix my attitude immediately. Okay, let me fix my attitude. Okay. First of all, I do want to say this. We're seeing so much more melanin. I don't know if we concentrated on Bilal and, you know, even um, Cara with Guillermo, Guillermo being melanated, you know, Jibri. I just hope that they're not concentrating on the melanated because of last season being so problematic and all the racism and now all of a sudden we're doing a 360 and we're trying to overcompensate. I hope that's not going to be the case. I hope that's not what's happening um, because that's my first thought. Second of all, okay, so Bilal, 42, Kansas City, Missouri. He calls himself, he's self-proclaimed hood bougie and high maintenance. And I'll tell you this right now, that's 100%. If that's the vibe he was going for, that's 100% the vibe he's giving off. 100% the vibe he's giving off. 
No one gives a shit about what you got below, how much you make, all the things. You're making it an issue. And I can't stand, and you guys know this about me, I can't stand people who are like, oh my God, I'm so rich. I'm so this. Like, no one cares. No one asked you. Just live your life. Live your best life. Rich people live their rich lives. They don't have to tell everyone they're rich, in my opinion. So he tells us that, you know, he likes the nice things. But he's the type of person that listens to Tupac while driving to Whole Foods, which I thought was super funny because with all the inflation, you guys, you know what? I'm still not over the $8 strawberries that I had to pay for that I'm still just not impressed with. Please hold the line right now. Hold on. All right. That's better. So, you know, you listen to Tupac. Cool. You go into Whole Foods and that's where you do your grocery shopping $500 later. Okay. You're, you are hood bougie and and high maintenance and good on you. But I'm sure it's different if, you know, you're living the single lifestyle versus your kids living with you full time when they live with their their mom full time. But that's a whole other story. And, you know, I won't get into it. So not only is he hood bougie, he says he's, you know, a little bit OCD. He's detail oriented. Um, And, you know, he has, he's self-proclaimed successful, who's achieved the American dream, born and raised Muslim, uh, real estate investor, as well as a real estate agent. And then all of a sudden, randomly, we meet his ex-wife, who's his real estate client, allegedly. So she's looking for a house. So the house that they were in was, I'm assuming, a house that, you know, when he was doing all this detail orientation, was a house that he's showing her, which was not super clear, but okay. So now we meet the ex-wife who is Shahida, right? They had been married for 10 years, have two kids, um, Yusuf and I don't even know what the other kid's name is. Yusuf and Zaina, 16 and 13, but they've also been divorced for, for seven years. So 2022, 21, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16. So they got divorced in 2016, which means that they got married in 2006. And he's been single for five years. So then he got, he was single from 2006, 2007, 2008. So 2008, then he stopped being single. And now we're in 2022. No, wait, wait, I'm doing the math wrong. Okay, let me do it again. So he was married for 10 years. They've been divorced for seven years. So we're in 2022, 2021, 2019, 18, 17, 16, 15. So 2015 is when they got divorced. He's been single for five years, right? 22, 21, 2019, 18. So since 2018, which makes sense because 2019 was the beginning of the pandemic. And that allegedly is kind of the 2018, 2019 is the time frame that he met his girlfriend, fiance, Shida, Shida, right? Okay. <sighs> uh, he said that he's been single for five years. That's what he said, divorced seven years ago, been single for five years. He met uh, Shida from Trinidad and Tobago, who's 37 years old, 
Um, and she allegedly slid into his DMs. Um, and they kind of went from there. This show is already irritating me. Okay. Because you know what's irritating me is that the math needs to math up. Do you see what I'm saying? The math needs to math up. I've already gotten a bunch of messages about some of this stuff being problematic. And I'm going to tell you this right now, that some of this, you guys, some of this stuff is going to be reenactments because some of these couples are already coupled and they're reenacting coming to America, coming and meeting for the first time because some of these fools have been married for a couple of years now because of the pandemic, all the things. And so this whole like, oh, all of a sudden there's a new season. You guys have to factor in that the COVID was COVID entered the factor and the fact that some of this is reenactments and we're going to have to be okay with that because this is not like, oh, this just happened yesterday. This just happened last year. Um, my Patreon subscribers, you guys know, they haven't shown Ariella, Ariella and Binyam yet, but I have footage from him, his MMA, MMA fight from last year, late, like way so long ago. I want to say it's over a year ago now. And now they're just showing that footage. And I told you guys, my Patreon subscribers, how they asked me specifically to take down that footage because they were using it for 90 day. That's now just airing. So if you put it all in perspective, I think it's the time frame that is messing me up because it's like we're acting like it's now and and we know that usually it takes about a six months to a year for the footage to turn over and we actually see it on our tv but i think because of covid it took longer but they're not addressing the fact that there's the covid factor and that what we're seeing is not what we're seeing in real time okay got that out of my system all right then so Shida, 37, yoga instructor from Trinidad and Tobago. She DMs him. Um, and they go back and forth talking in the DMs. And then he plans to visit her in, in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, and for seven days. They hang out for seven days. And apparently, you guys, okay, I need to take this down because I really need you guys to see my face. Okay, so let's say... Let's say I'm just going to grab someone, Mandy. Mandy decides that she's going to go on holiday. Okay, she's going to go on holiday. She decided that she's going to go to Trinidad and Tobago. She's been talking to this dude there for, let's say, they don't say in this episode, but let's say they've been talking for six months. Direct messaging, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then she's like, you know what? I really want to meet this guy. So I'm going to book a ticket and go to Trinidad and meet him. Does Mandy, knowing that she's on holiday for only seven days, decide that she's going to go ahead and buy a ring to bring with her just in case after seven days? Am I crazy? Am I crazy? Because I would never think of that. I would never, I would be like, oh my God, yay, vacation, yay, vacation sex, yay, vacation bay. But I wouldn't think, oh, by the way, let me just hook, like quickly grab a ring 
so I could go ahead and just in case it works out for those seven days, I'll propose. It doesn't make sense to me. I think it's a lie. I think it's like ridiculous, but apparently that's what he did. He said, I want to meet her. So I'm going to go visit for seven days and then I'm going to bring a ring just in case it totally goes well, which obviously it would. It's only seven friggin' days. And then I'm going to propose to her. So I proposed to her. She says yes. And we decided that we're going to start the K-1 visa process. You've known someone for seven days in real life? And now you're getting married? Mandy says yes and a MacBook. <laughs> Yes, let me bring a ring, a MacBook, and a PlayStation. Woo! Linda says, doesn't every man keep an in-case ring in his back pocket? <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. I can't. We are all we are all just a hot mess. This is a hot mess. Okay. So, he brings the just-in-case ring. She says yes. They start the K-1 visa process. Um, and then COVID hit. So he hasn't seen her in two years. So let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Because I want to be completely clear. It's a new season. Let me be clear. Y'all don't know each other. I don't know how long you guys DM'd each other, slid into the DMs. I don't know. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say six months. Six months. Then you decide that you're going to go and visit her only for seven days. Not even like two weeks. For seven days. Then you decide that, yeah, it's so great in these seven days that I'm going to go ahead and propose to her. And now you're proposing to her. She says yes. You start the K-1 visa process. And then, boom, COVID hits, and you haven't seen her in two years. And now, you know, restrictions have lifted. We're getting through COVID. And so now she's arriving this weekend. Okay, cool. First thing you decide you're going to do is you're going to tell your ex-wife, oh, by the way, my new fiance, Shida, who sounds like Shahida, that's going to be a problem for me. I'm going to already tell you right now, Shida and Shahida, probably going to get them confused, probably going to get them mixed up. Just, just know that. So you tell the first person, your ex-wife, hey, by the way, went to Trinidad and Tobago, met this girl seven days, decided I was going to propose to her. Two years later, haven't seen her. She's going to come through. She's going to be the new baby mama. Shahida, the ex-wife, is like, good luck with that, basically. She's like, good luck with that. You're completely um, OCD. You're very picky. You know, I'm just wishing you the best. Meanwhile, she's probably thinking, like, how is that going to factor into us and our two kids and co-parenting and, and all that stuff. But if you think you're making wise decisions, then okay, good luck to you. And then you guys, and then Bilal, okay, Bilal throws in this little ringer that I was like, okay, wait, what? So he's Muslim, grew up Muslim, totally respected, don't know anything much about it, but he says, you know, part of his religion is no sex before marriage, but they did this thing called Annika, which is a spiritual union under God. So under God, they're married and therefore they can live together and have sex. That's what he said. 
So that way, when she comes over, even like, so he, listen, how many Muslim cast members have? Oh, thank you, Megan. Is it Nika? I thought he said Annika. So is it Nika? So how many Muslim cast members have we had? Remember Muhammad, who Muhammad, who married um, Danielle and he wouldn't even kiss her? Remember that? Because it was Ramadan. Why couldn't do the, they do this Nika thing and everyone be married under God? That way we wouldn't have any problems. Mu excuse me. Muhammad and Danielle, friggin' uh, Usman, friggin' what's his face? All of them. All of them. Why am I just now season nine learning about this? Why? If we could all just do this spiritual union under God and get married so that you all can kiss and live together and be happily ever after and have sex, why y'all putting us through hour upon hour upon hour what you can't do? Hmm? Right. Look at y'all. Aladdin, Ziad, Azan, all of them. Why am I just learning about this right now? Season nine, nine episodes, nine seasons in, which is like 500 million hours of 90 Day Fiance. Why am I just learning about this right now? Why is Bilal the person that's bringing it up? Why? <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know. But apparently there's this, this thing that... You can be have a spiritual union, which makes it okay to live together without actually being married, have sex with actu without actually being married. Who knew? Now I know, nine seasons in. The ex is like, you know, does she love you? Does she love you for you? Well, that's a hard question to answer because y'all only knew each other for seven days in real life. So how... How do you answer that question? Plus, you haven't seen her for two years. So, I mean, maybe she loves you. I don't know if you all believe in love and first sight. <clears throat> don't know. But I guess it could be. I guess, you know, you see someone from across the way. You're like, oh, my God, that's the one. And I'm going to marry you. And I brought my just-in-case ring. And boom, rainbows and unicorns. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm a skeptic, but this just sounds ridiculous to me. So wife says, does she love you for you? Because, you know, you like to stunt. And then, again, he has to list his material things that he owns a house and a Mercedes. But he's never shown her the material things because he wants to make sure that she loves him for him. So anytime they video chat, he only shows like a plain white wall. He sits on the floor so that she could only see the white wall. <sighs> and then the ex-wife. And again, you guys, I talked about this last season because I'm still not clear. Any of you guys watching right now or the replay, I really need a lawyer to come up in here and, and school us because my small knowledge of the law and immigration as an immigrant myself, this just doesn't make sense to me. So 
the wife brings up the prenup and the importance of having a prenup in place, especially because they have kids. And he's talking about how, you know, he achieved all these things on his own and her coming into it is different than building it together. Okay. So he needs a prenup. Okay. So we keep talking about these prenups, but like, you're bringing someone to America on a K-1 visa, meaning you're going to be financially responsible them for them for years and years and years and years to come. So who cares if there's a prenup or not, honestly, because if that person leaves you or you leave that person, you're still financially responsible for them. So is the pre- are you talking about a prenup so they can't get half of your shit? Is that the reason? Because you're still going to have to pay if they can't find a job and they have to pay their rent and their their phone bill and their lights and their gas and their food, all the things. The government in America is not going to pay for them. So you're still responsible for that. So are you protecting your your assets, like the things you own only? I don't understand. Right? Because if she's going to walk away, you're going to walk away. Okay, you get the house and she can't have half your house and half half the amount of your house. I get that. That's why you're going to do the prenup. That's the only thing I can think of. Because everything else you're still financially responsible for. So, like, why are we, why are we harping on prenups when you know that after seven days, you love this person and now all of a sudden you're worried about a prenup? seems a little hypocritical to me. I just, I don't get it. So I'm going to need one of y'all lawyers, lawyer friends, lawyer family members to jump in here and explain it to all of us because it doesn't make any type of sense to me, except for the part that I'm saying, like maybe they're protecting what they own, like property. Like I have this $1 million house and I don't want her, I don't want to have to give her 500,000 in assets of it. That part I, I, I can kind of get, but the rest. Okay, so Linda is saying, yes, we'll still have to support her. She just can't take half the assets, but you can't take half of the assets someone had before marriage. So there, there again, Linda, I'm still wondering why we're harping on prenups, if that indeed is true, right? So someone needs to explain to me. Because make better choices. Maybe maybe don't bring a just-in-case ring and propose to someone after you've only spent seven days on vacay with them. Maybe do that. Maybe, you know, instead of spending extra money on a, on a <laughs> just-in-case ring, maybe spend an extra few dollars and stay a little longer. <laughs> maybe instead of seven days, you stay 17 days. I don't know. I'm just saying some of it doesn't make sense to me personally. <clears throat> so moving on. Okay. Then we meet uh, Zaina and Yusuf, which is his two kids, 13 and 16. He's telling us how family is really important to him. Family first. They're on a boat. Um, out fishing 
And I think that it's supposed to like feed into his whole like, ooh, I'm so rich lifestyle. We go boating on the weekends and we go fishing on the lake. You know what I mean? But like, if I want to be petty and you guys, you know, I just watched the episode today. That's why we started at 8.30 instead of 8. Um, if I want to be petty and if we're going to throw around like you're so rich, then I would think that your boat wouldn't look like a paddle boat. It would look more like a yacht, but that's just me. I'm being petty right now. I'm just saying, like, don't come at me like you're super, you know, Richie Rich and the Richie Rich crew and then come with, you know, Usman's fake LV luggage because I'm going to catch on on that. I get distracted by weird things and especially when you throw shit in my face. If you're going to say you're an international superstar then be on an international superstar level. If you're going to come at me that you're high maintenance and you're hood bougie then you better come with the hood bougie and and have the things that you're talking about. I don't know. That being said <clears throat> they're out fishing he tells his kids that Shida is going to be there this Sunday. And, you know, are we good with this? They want to know what they should call her. He's like, well, find like a cute nickname for her. Or just, you know, how about just call her her name? You've never met her ever in your life. You got a mom. And she will eventually maybe perhaps be your stepmom. But until then, just call her by her name. How about that? Why are we even having that conversation? <clears throat> Crystal said, okay, I'm not putting him in the Usman group yet. Dang, Linda. <clears throat> and that Allison said, that luggage still bothering you. I'm dead. Yes, because Allison, how many times has this fool said he's an international superstar? And don't, I haven't even gotten to Jabbar yet, who, or not Jabbar. Who said it? Emily, is that the new girl's name? Yeah, Emily talking about her man being an international underwear model. Interna like, I'm going to talk about that later, but all of a sudden everyone's international everything. International superstar, international singer, international model, international underwear model. I'm an international YouTuber. I'm an international painter. I'm an international walker. I'm an international yoga instructor. Like, can I, can I not? Can you guys just not get me started? Because it all just sounds ridiculous. I don't know who started this international business nonsense, but I'm not, I'm not for it. Okay. I'm not for it. I'm not for it international singer international diver inter oh my god i cannot <sighs> linda says underwear model what the heck is that okay i'm not even there yet let me let me get back on track oh see i even messed up my green screen Y'all, I'm doing the most. I'm doing the most. You guys, you guys are making me do the most because this season, and listen, it's only, it's only episode one and I'm already a hot mess. All right. So <clears throat> after the boat situation, Bilal uh, goes back to the house. He fluffs his pillows, takes off his shirt, puts on a new shirt and 
goes to call Shida. And she's like, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the house. And she's scared about being a stepmom because she's going to feel like she's a bonus mom. And it's something that she's not used to because she's not an actual mom. And <clears throat> y'all, everyone that knows me, that has watched the show, that follows me, that watches this, this show that we do, you know that there are four things that I talk about that you have to have the conversation if you're about to jump into a serious relationship. Go ahead, you guys. <clears throat> Tell me in the live chat. Tell me in the replay, if you're watching the replay, what are the four things that you must, must talk about, okay? Because one of the things that I don't understand that you decided that you're going to get engaged after seven days, yet you're going to play all these tricks and games and tricks are for kids. You're going to play all these tricks and games, yet you don't want to have the real conversation about having kids. So we know that Shida, 37, she wants to have kids. She's been trying to have that conversation with Bilal for some time. And Bilal keeps dodging the question. So she, she says, you know, Bilal keeps avoiding the topic of having more kids. She wants them. He's not a definite yes, he says. Okay, yes, family. So children, having children, how you feel about children, one of the things I talk about. Two, religion. Yes. What the what the hell do you believe? Do you believe in aliens like Mike? Or are you a like super religious person? Um like what the hell is her, her Mike's ex? Can't think of her name right now. Okay. Yes. Sex. Do you like sex? How often do you want to have sex? What kind of sex are you into? Very important. Money. How do you spend money? How do you save money? What do you want to do about money? How do you how do you interact with money? Sex, kids, money, religion. Yes, Lydia. Hey, girl. Hey. Those are the four things that I say all the time that's important to talk about before you get in a serious relationship. Now, if you decide that you're going to get in a relationship with someone and this person decides, like Bilal, that you want to avoid the question, that is a red flag. Okay, it's a red flag. You have time to go through the K-1 visa process and do all that stuff, but you don't want to have the real conversation so that guess what? By the time this Shida girl comes over, it's going to be a problem. She's already in America. She's going to, she's 37. She wants to pop out a few babies and you're now saying you're getting of the age that you're not sure that you, okay, well, mm, you should have thought about that before you proposed to her in seven days because she's the one. <sighs> I cannot. Just ridiculous. It's ridiculous, y'all. It's ridiculous. So... <clears throat> He's avoiding the question. Well, obviously, it's going to be an issue this season. It's going to be a, a sore topic uh, that obviously gets brought up. And then uh, we meet Nefertari, which is his sister, who comes over to help him set up his house and get ready because she's going to be there in a few days. And she's so she's his older sister, so he's she's protective of him. And she's worried that they don't really know her. And she wants to know, like, more about, about uh, Shida. Like, so what's Shida's situation? All we know is that she's been engaged two times. 
but she's never been married. She lives at home and the sister's concerned. First of all, okay. Being single at 37, let we're not shaming that, okay? And I can I will speak for myself. We're not shaming that because it's not a, a bad deal. It's not bad. So okay, so you're not married at 37. Everyone's path and road is not the same. Everyone doesn't get married at 22 or 25. And 37 is not super old that oh my God. What? You've never been married before? Like, okay, is it is that worse than being married two, three times and divorced? I don't know. But what we're not about to do is shame a single 37-year-old woman. Not in my books. Thank you very much. Then the second thing is her living at home. Well, you being a Muslim, you probably know how it is, especially with immigrant families. Guess what? A lot of people live at home for a very long time. And it's very normal, especially for the females in the family. They live at home until they get married. And it's okay. Okay, so if we're... Let's not look at everything through a, a, a narrow lens. Not everything, okay? Not everything. And that's why I encourage people to travel. Not everything is based off of the American way. Not everything is done through the, the lens of America. People do things differently and live differently. And there's no right or wrong to it. So let's not make it like, oh my God, I can't believe she's 37. She lives, she's single. She lives at home and she's never been married. Okay. All right. Then the sister starts crying, which I thought was so over the top because she's, she is like hurting because she's remembering the hurt from Bilal's first marriage. And she never wants her brother to go through that same hurt. Well, then you should have told your brother to not, propose to someone after they only knew that person for seven days. How about that? How about shift the blame and shift the focus into what your brother's doing and not try to blame the 37 year old woman that you haven't met yet. How about let's do that. Okay. So sister starts crying. I was like, eh, okay. Then you guys, this is the kicker that of all kickers that I got to tell you, when I say tricks are for kids, tricks are for kids, but while you're 42, you're fucking years old. What you're not about to do is play games with your Muslim future wife. That's what you should not be doing. Okay. No one has time for that. If you're 21, mm, maybe I think it was funny, but let me tell you this thing that you're about to be doing. I don't think it's a prank and you want to test her, I need you to make better decisions. If you are so hood bougie, make hood bougie better decisions. But what you're about to do is decide that your future wife, who you propose to, who's supposed to be the love of your life, you're forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, you're going to not bring her to your house day one. You instead decide after she's traveled halfway across the world, uprooted her life to be with you because you two are so in love after seven days. What you're about to do is go ahead and give her a test. 
And the test is you're going to pick her up in an old work van because you don't want her to see your Mercedes because you want to make sure she loves you for you. So you're going to pick her up in a two passenger work van. So where the fuck, first of all, where's she going to sit since your sister's in the second seat? I'm all about safety first and the police can pull you over for no seatbelt. So what, is she going to sit in the back with all the shit in the back that you have there? Because I didn't see a pullout seat. I didn't see... Um, a foldover bench in the back there. All I saw is a bunch of shit. So you're going to put her luggage there and then she's going to have to sit in the back there with your sister and no one's going to buckle her up. Okay, that makes sense to me. That sounds like a great prank to me. So let's pick her up in a work van just so that she doesn't see that you have a Mercedes. You know, they have ride chairs and stuff for that. You can get a cheap ass ride chair, same thing. And safety first, and everyone can be buckled down properly. You could have done that, but whatever. Next, you're going to bring her to your childhood home because I guess your childhood home is not as bougie as the house that you live in. And so you want to make sure that the house that you grew up in, which I think is like really shitty of you to say, like you're acting like it's like this decrepit hut that is nasty and doesn't have anything to listen. From what I saw just today, that house did not look that bad. And guess what? You owned a house and you you grew up in a house and a lot of people don't grow up in houses. A lot of people don't even have that situation. So for you to act like that is like some crap place is ridiculous to me. And then the simple fact that you're trying to say that this is a prank it's not a prank. You're you're testing her. Let's let's be real. You're testing her. You want to make sure she's not materialistic. But by your own words, you're materialistic. So like gang meets game. Like I don't understand what you're doing here. And I I personally would not appreciate it as a 42-year-old man that you're playing games. Oh, by the way, just joking. I don't really live here. This is my childhood house. I just thought you were a gold digger. So I wanted to see how you would react to this place. If you react terribly to this place, then I wasn't going to take you to my my real place, our real place, sounds like this is going to be a super stable, healthy relationship. Okay. Moving on. <sighs> Moving on. Not impressed. Kara. Here's the thing that's so interesting to me, you guys, is that Kara and Guillermo, I, from the previews, I, from the previews, honestly thought that this couple was going to be the most boring couple of the season. That's what I thought. I, I felt like they had no flavor. I felt like they had no vibe. But guess what? My prediction is that they're going to be the healthy couple. They're going to be the couple that makes it because she, she obviously speaks the language. She lived in his country for a couple of years. And even though he's super young, I think that these two are going to be like my savior couple. And I've been wrong. Listen, before 90 days last season that we just ended, that whole season bamboozled me. There are a bunch of people that were bamboozlers. So I'm just throwing out my general thought from watching this one episode. But I could be wrong. 
But what I will say is that they're not as, as boring as I thought they were going to be. They were actually super cute, in my opinion. Okay. So Cara, 29, Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, she makes balloon garlands, balloon arts. And, you know, she came up with this during COVID, which I was like, kudos to you for being super entrepreneurial. Um, it's so interesting. Some of the things that we've all come up with during COVID and becoming entrepreneurs and all of that thing. And I think that that is amazing. And yes, thank you, Ashley. I always forget that. Hit the like button. Thank you guys. Like and subscribe. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Uh, don't forget to support the show. Super chat and super stickers available. All the things. Okay, so <clears throat> um, she came up with in COVID and she calls herself a Jill while trade. She's been a chef, a barista, a dancer, a singer, voiceover, uh, actor for books, massage therapist, on and on and on, which I think, you know, she's finding herself. She's only 29 years old and kudos for her to be, for being able to do all of those things. Um, and, you know, surviving in this crazy pandemic world. She speaks three languages. Awesome. She's traveled the world. She used to be a party girl. Uh, she lived in the Dominican Republic for two years and, she met this waiter, came to the table, thought he was sexy. Guess who the waiter was? Guillermo, 21 at the time. She called him a beautiful young boy, which was a little creepy, but I, I let it slide. Uh, now he's 23. He's from Venezuela. Uh, he's been living in the DR for four years. They thought, you know, it was going to be like a little, like, small fling. Turns out that it ended up being more because her job allowed her to move to the DR. And... You know, every night he was at her house. They ended up living together. They adopted a dog called Cheeky Mama together. And they lived together for eight months. And everything was great. COVID hit and she had to, her job fell through. She had to come back to America. But before that happened, you know, they took a hike through the jungle. There was this big rock. He proposed to her. And then they filed for the K-1 visa process. Think it's a great story. I think, A, they have time. They've lived together. They know each other, right? She speaks the language. I think there's a lot of potential here. I think that these two can go the distance. And when we think about when we first started watching 90 Day Fiance, this is what it was about. This is the true story where you actually meet someone, you know them in real life, you spend time with them in real life. And because you love them so much and you don't want to be apart, let's get married. Bravo. Uh, wait, what? What are we talking about, Mandy? Who, the what, the where? Mandy, you better speak up. I need to know more about this. Okay. <clears throat> Mandy, Lydia, Amanda, Crystal. Obviously, you guys know something that I don't know, so you better speak up in this in this chat. All right. So we get back to her house and it's wine o'clock. 
she's pouring wine, drinking wine. And I was thinking that's exactly what 90 Day Fiance makes us all do is drink lots of wine. Um, and she's going to call her daddy. Anyhow, um, so they applied for the K-1 visa and it was a month before their interview. They were like on the home stretch, COVID hit. So all those interviews got delayed uh, and it's been now a year since they've seen each other, finally got approved for the K-1 visa, but uh, his passport is expired, which is something brand new. Uh, okay, 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 Maddie, got it. Okay, okay, okay. I get, I get what you guys are saying. I, I think we're, I, I, I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen this season. Let's hope that there's not more racists. Um, but I get what you're saying. All right. So here's the other thing. I pre-COVID, I was an avid traveler, avid my whole life. And I got it. Okay, so there's a couple of things. I have never, I've never, okay, so here, here's the thing. Let me just put this down so you guys can see. Okay, so one time I was in the US and realized that my passport was expiring. And it's a whole process, especially when you live abroad, you guys, or you are abroad and your passport expired, you can be seriously SOL. Because you can't go anywhere, right? If you're not a citizen, then you can't just be like, hey, bam, peace, I'm out. They're not going to let you go out anywhere, right? So I started panicking because I felt trapped. So the thing about it is that I'll explain what the process was for me. So you have to, I had to take my Canadian passport, the original passport, and my original um, birth certificate and send it to Ottawa, like literally send it. So not only do I have an expired passport and no birth certificate physically on me because I have to send it to Ottawa, but the dimensions of your passport are different for for different passports. And so Canada is different than America. So you have to go to a specific place that will take Canadian photos for your passport. Like I think... um, the U.S., like, you could just go to, like, um, the post office or whatever, whatever. What's the other thing? Post office or U- UPS or whatever and get a passport picture? No. As an immigrant, you can't do that. So you have to go, so you have to find a specific place, and then that specific place has to take your photo. You have to take those photos and also send them for to the passport agency in Ottawa and then you have to wait right so now you're like SOL because you ain't got no paperwork you ain't got nothing they have all they have all your original documents <clears throat> and it's crazy you guys it's crazy so then you're like freaking out because if anything happens you can't prove who you are if I pass out dead tomorrow my birth certificate is, is in Canada my passport's in Canada I'm a mess so I was freaking out okay But what I do know is you can't travel on an expired passport. Long story short, it all worked out. Got my passport. They send you your old passport back with like holes and shit in it, stamps so you can't use it. And then they send you your new passport. But like I will never have an expired passport again. Learn my lesson. Always make sure that 
uh, you know, when your passport, all your documents expire, because it's very, very important, uh, especially if you're a traveler. You don't want to get stuck somewhere and, and get like super messed up. Uh, shout out to the Canadian Embassy because they were amazing in California. Shout out to them because uh, I was like a neurotic freak and they really talked me down. That being said, Guillermo has an expired passport and I've never heard this before. Crystal, I know you're a traveler, world traveler. And Rodella, I know you're a world traveler too. So let me know if you guys have ever heard this because I've never heard this before ever. So Guillermo is from Venezuela. And according to them, uh, Venezuela has had a hard time politically. And because they have had a hard time politically, there's something about like not being able to renew his passport, but he's able to use his passport for visa purposes only. Never heard of that. Never heard that you can travel on an expired passport. Never heard of it ever. Not once have I ever heard of it. But apparently Venezuela and the U.S. has some type of understanding because of the hard times politically there that, yeah, the passport can be expired and you can still travel. So he's able to use his passport for visa purposes only. So that sounds to me like, okay, if you need a visa and your passport's expired, you can still get the visa. But does that also then mean you can travel? I don't think so. Uh, Missy. Hey, Missy. Hey, girl. Has, she's from the UK. Most places won't uh, let us fly unless we have more than three months on your passport. Mandy says, in some countries will not let you in unless you have six months left before. That's true, too. I forgot about that, Mandy. True. Six months left before expiration. Uh, Crystal says, yes, I think Venezuela is one of the countries they allow in because it's so difficult. Anyways, don't know, never heard about it. I guess I'll research it. I just have never heard of it because shit. I, listen, you guys, that could be problematic, right? Like, let's say I have a friend who looks very similar to me and I just give her my expired passport. And then she like says, hey, my passport is expired, but I'm going to go XYZ. And she goes to XYZ and gets into trouble under my name. It just doesn't make sense to me. Okay, it doesn't make sense to me, but I will look it up. But allegedly, according to this, Venezuela allows you to use your passport for visa purposes only. So because of that, Kara is going to go down to the Dominican Republic to escort him back to the U.S. because she's worried there's going to be problems, which granted, that's I think there's going to be problems too. So... She's at the airport. She's on her way to the DR. I keep writing the same thing. Like this whole travel on expired passports. Just never heard of it. Um, then we hear a little bit of Guillermo's history. How, you know, he went to the DR because his brothers were there. Venezuela was in political turmoil. He was part of the resistance 
um, and part of those that protested against the government. And then he went to DR to focus on work, uh, to help his family back home, got into the restaurant industry. It went very well for him. And then that's where he met Kara. And he believes that Kara is the one for him. He's never had these feelings for anybody else. And he, she's the one. And he loves her. He feels nervous because he hasn't seen her in a year. And he hopes that she still loves him because he loves her. And this is like a movie. It's like a telenovela to him. And will there still be love? I mean, you guys are showing more love than the last couple I just watched. I'll say that. But I will say, you guys, for those of you guys that watched Love in Paradise with me, they are definitely giving me Amber and Daniel vibes 100% with the age difference, with, with the culture difference, all the things. The only thing is different is that Kara actually speaks the language. And that's why I think that they have an opportunity to be successful is because they can communicate, which, you know, we don't tend to see on 90 Day Fiance where the couples can actually communicate with each other. So that's them. All right. This couple. Okay, here's my disclaimer. For those of you guys that are part of my Patreon, y'all already know what the scandal is with them. Those of you guys that are not part of my Patreon, but watch the um, collaboration that I did with uh, Auntie's Advice and um, Call Me Wah and... Um, who else did I do, do it with? Um, Geo and the Chris Brown and Kim K. Uh, and Nikki Star. Anyways, we talked about it on that. If you guys missed that, you guys missed a great collab. We had a lot of good fun. Um I will say this. One of the questions I asked about this couple, and I said it from the very get-go before the season started, is if you guys are going to tell us about this couple, then you guys should tell us about this couple in real time. Because what we're seeing with this couple is, is a reenactment. Okay? And my Patreon subscribers, those of you guys that uh, saw the panel, yes, with with Nikki, uh, Gio, Call me while auntie, when you guys saw that panel, we talked about it there a little bit as well. I spilled a little bit of that tea where this, this couple right here, y'all, this couple right here, this couple right here, y'all, okay, been married, done married. She's been in America. She's lived in the, she's lived in Los Angeles, California for years now, for years, for years now, okay, okay, so this whole thing of her phoning and FaceTiming from friggin' Serbia, bullshit, okay? Bullshit. 
She's been here, been there, been there, been there, been there. She, she her social media shows her in Los Angeles, shows her in um, Palm Springs, shows her in Las Vegas. But oh, you had you you haven't been here before, okay? Y'all got engaged back in 2018 or 2019, and now it's 2022. But you guys have 90 days. Stop friggin' playing. Stop friggin' playing. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Just tell us that you know what? Guess what? We got we got engaged back in 2018 or 2019, and then COVID hit, and so we weren't able to get married. And um, or we got engaged, we got married, but then I couldn't come over. Like something. But tell us the truth. Don't act like y'all have never met. You guys have been married. Oh my god, I'm so irritated by this. So they're gonna play it like they got engaged in 2018, COVID hit in 2019, and then they weren't able to get married. And then 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. So four years pass, and then now they're able to get married. I think that's how they're going to play it. But meanwhile, she's been here. Okay. She's y'all look at my face right now. She's been in the U S for a long time. So don't y'all don't play with me. That's all I'm saying. The other thing that's going to piss me off is that. Cool. Cool. You guys can spin it somehow way that, hey, COVID hit, you weren't able to get married, and now you're going to be able to get married, and she's going to be able to come over. I'll, I'll buy that. But what I'm not about to have happen, y'all, okay, is I cannot go another season with hour upon hour upon hour of some fool trying to come up on their music career. I can't, I can't handle it, okay? I, can't ha- I cannot have Usman 2.0 from Rapid City, South Dakota, all over again. That's what I'm not about to do. I'm not about to have you tell me you're an international superstar for 15 two-hour episodes. I don't want to hear it. If that's the reason why you're coming on the show, then don't come on the show. Like, go on America's Got Talent. Go on American Idol. Go on fucking Serbian Idol. Do whatever you got to do. Rapid City Idol. I don't... One of the idols. Do that. Don't come on 90 Day Fiance if it's not about love. Because that's why we watch the show. Okay? I just don't care. I don't care that you want... I don't. And don't get me wrong, you guys. I'm a creative. I'm all about living your dream. But use the right outlets. Go to the right sources. Don't go... Don't go to... Like, I'm not going to go on American Idol and say, hey, can you find me a husband? Do you know what I mean? That doesn't make sense. It's the wrong audience. So don't come on 90 Day Fiance promoting your fucking music when this is not a music show that's that do you understand what i'm saying that's my point that's my point that's my point like know your audience we watch this show because we're interested in love and romance and long distance and all of that stuff if i want to watch you know rapid city 
Idol, then I would watch Rapid City Idol. If I wanted to watch fucking Serbian Idol, I watch Serbian Idol. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's my point there. I'm not saying be not be on the come up and do your thing and be creative and all the things. I'm saying find the right outlet and go for it. That's all I'm saying. So Jibri 28, Rapid City, South Dakota. It's on his motorcycle. He thinks he's a jellyfish in a small pond. He's always been the gesture, the clown, the wild card, the black duck of the family. Loves to create, but music is his soul. Started a band called the Black Serb, which are like space punk music, which is punk rock mixed with electric, electronic hip hop. Um, met his bestie in school who's from Serbia, who took him to Serbia. So now he's been to Serbia over 10 times. Went there three and a half years ago. He was only single for three months and met Miona. Now, here's the other thing that totally pisses me off. Okay, so when the first season was, when the season was coming out and and whatever, they, they send you the information, they tell you what's going on. That's the story. Literally, that's the story. And you know what? Listen. Listen, y'all, because I am not about this life right now. Okay? So, let me see if I can find it. Just so I can be accurate. Damn it. Okay, let me see if I can do... Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, their backstory... Okay. It was a picture-perfect moment. Jibri noticed Miona in the audience of his band show in North Serbia. They've been together ever since, and Jibri proposed during one of the trips around the world. Miona can't wait to move to the United States and envisions a lavish life in Los Angeles. But Jibri recently moved back to his family's home in South Dakota. Will Miona be able to accept a life with Jibri in a small town? Or will the strains of living with his family, combined with her jealousy, prove to be too much? Okay, so that was the press release. Then... Okay, because I can't play it because it's not my my content, and then YouTube will flash will flag me. But if you go to, you know how TLC has has um the thirty second intros. All of a sudden, their intro was a little different. All of a sudden, their intro was. Oh, let me find it because I was irritated by this. I was like, these mfs. Are they serious? Okay. In the intro, they say that they met online and that he slid into her friend's DM and told her that she was beautiful. So he was indirectly flirting with her friend to get her attention. So what is it? Did y'all meet at the concert or did you guys meet as he slid into the DM? Because the season just started and you're telling me two different stories. And you can go to the TLC page directly to see that, that two different stories are being told. They met at his concert, she was in the audience, or did they meet via social media? Which one was it? 
garbage. Music is his soul. Went to Serbia over 10 times. Met Miona. She's a makeup artist. She's 23. And I'm just... I, I need to know, y'all. I need to know what exactly is going on. Because... I'm just going to say it. Are we blackfishing here? Are you a black girl? Are you biracial? What's your nationality? What's your race? I'm going to need to know. Are you fully Serbian, but you're you're pulling out this whole black girl look, trying to be like, like a Kardashian? Are you trying to be like a Nicki Minaj? Like, what's your situation here? Because sometimes you're really giving me like black girl vibes. And other times you're like not. I just what what what's happening right here? Like what is this? This what is this? What's happening? What's happening? Okay. What what is happening? I need to know. I need to know. Like I need to know. Immediately, if not sooner. So anyways, apparently, they allegedly got engaged in Thailand. And um, he says, which is the title of the episode, that they look like ketchup and mustard. Because he was in a red suit. Which I probably still have that photo of these two. And let me see if I still have it. And maybe I'll share it with you. I know that I shared it with my Patreon subscribers. Because we talked about the nonsense. Yeah, I do have it. I'll show you this one. I think this one's fine. Ah. Eh, I guess I already spilled that tea. So here's the thing that's so interesting, you guys. I spilled this tea a long time ago. It's not new to me. It's probably gonna be new to you guys if you're not my Patreon subscriber. Uh, this is a this is since this post has since been deleted because I do my homework and find everyone before the season starts. And anyways, this was on Jibri's uh, social media. Posted December 15th of 2019. This is the red suit that he was referring to. The yellow outfit that she was wearing that is ketchup and mustard. But just so you guys know that I am bullshitting. December 15th, 2019. It says, she said yes. For those of you who truly know me, know that I'm usually not nervous or scared to do anything. But this had my palms sweating. I'm talking almost dropped the ring and put it on the wrong finger. And he at Miona. Thank you for inspiring me and speaking to my heart. Today marks a new chapter for both of us. And there's a bunch of comments. Love you forever, she says. And that was back in December of 2019. And again, we're in 2022. Um, so we'll see, but that's the outfit. That's the situation with them. <sighs> then we hear a lot about his history, how he left home at 17, uh, ended up living in Los Angeles, then COVID hit. And so he couldn't afford it anymore because, you know, he's a singer, rapper, whatever. 
Um, so to save money, he moved back with his parents. And we meet his mom, Mayola, who is a biracial, his words, therapist. And Brian, his stepdad, who's been a stepdad since he was six years old. His birth dad was never really in his life. Uh, he talks about, which I think is important, he talks about Rapid City growing up where there wasn't really a lot of people of color there, and he struggled with that. And I think that that's something that TLC should really talk more about because that's, that is something that a lot of us have had to deal with where, where you are one of the only minorities in the school that you went to or the uni that you went to or the workplace that you work at, whatever, and having to deal with the, those struggles and those differences, um, you know, that's something that, you know, I feel like oftentimes there's some missed opportunities to talk about the real topics here. So he did, he didn't mention that. He struggled with that a lot. Um, but that's all they said about it, which again, you know, missed opportunity. Anyways, um, mom is asking him, you know, what's going to happen? Is she, is Miona going to be able to live in South Dakota and be okay with that? Cause from, um, what I see from social media, she really wants to live, you know, Kardashian lifestyle and that's not going to be here in middle America, South Dakota, you know, and, and if she forces you or rushes you or pressures you to move to LA, like, are you going to be able to afford that life? And how much do you have saved now? And are you going to be able to support her while she's here? Because, you know, when she comes here, she's not going to be able to work and you're going to have to be able to support her. And if you have moved back home because you can't afford your own lifestyle, are you going to be able to afford yourself and your future wife living under our roof? Are we going to have to be paying for everything is basically what Mama Bear is telling Baby Bear. Like what... What's your plan? Do you have some money to bring over this woman? Because you're already living at home again. So are you living at home again and bringing another dependent in? Or are you going to be able to support that person? So <clears throat> he says he's a hustler. I'm a hustler, baby. I just want you to know it's not where I've been. It's where I'm about to go. Okay. Anyways, he says he's a hustler. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are so outrageous. Okay. He says he's a hustler. He's going to be able to make it happen. He's a, he's a natural born salesperson. He can sell water. What's the thing? Ice to an igloo, water to the rain, water to the snow, whatever, the, whatever you guys know what I mean. He says he's an amazing salesperson. So he can sell anything anywhere, anytime. Um, the mom just worried. Lydia says, bring out the microphone, Linda, I should. Sing it, Linda, sing it. And don't forget to do the youtube -y things. Yes, you guys, support the show, support the show, support the show, like, like, subscribe. Um, I'm looking at that microphone. It's calling my name. Should I do it? Should I do it? Should I do it? Okay, hold on. All right, I'm back.
you asked for it. All right. <laughs> do it. Do it. Okay. Here we go. All right, here we go. I'm a hustler, baby. You want me to know? It's not where I've been. It's where I'm about to go. That's all I know, though. That's the problem. Hustler, baby. You want me to know? It's not where I've been. It's where I'm about to go. Okay, enough of that. Thanks for using. Thanks for using. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. So he's a hustler. He's going to hustle for his money. Hustle, baby. All right. Mom's worried about conflict. All right. And now I'm doing the most. I'm doing the most. Let me fix my background here. The black serves may be looking for a new front runner soon. Stop it, Crystal. Stop it. I already come with my own microphone. <laughs> uh, mom's worried that there's going to be some conflict with her because, you know, she seems to be more conservative. She's worried about Miona um, fitting in and wanting like the flashy Beverly Hills lifestyle versus, you know, hey, you're probably gonna have some chores. You're living under my roof. So I want you to have some respect, all the things. And then there's this weird scene where like, you're 28, dude, you don't know how to use a lawnmower. It was weird. Wasn't it weird? Did anyone else think that was super weird? Like, he couldn't figure it out. He's like, oh my God, I'm 28. I haven't been home in like 10 years. I haven't done chores in, in 10 years. And my dad wants me to mow the lawn, but I don't know how to turn the lawnmower on. Really? Really? You, you don't know how to turn the lawnmower on? Good. So um, he then calls Miona. She's shopping. She's spending all her money. She wants to buy a bunch of stuff and live the Kardashian lifestyle, which that's all I'm going to say I've never watched one episode of the Kardashians but I will say like it's giving me all the wrong vibes okay all the wrong vibes all the wrong vibes like so you met Jibri and thought he was a rock star so he was going to be able to bring you to America so you can live off of your Kardashian dreams which is funny because now that I think about it, someone else said that. And, and I think that they're a great couple now and they have a great family. But Yara and Jovi, remember when Yara first was like coming over and she was like, oh, I want to live in Los Angeles and be like a Kardashian. Remember that? Like, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, ugh, whatever. Whatever. Not everyone can live the Kardashian lifestyle because it's not a real lifestyle, you guys. Even 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 their photos are photoshopped. So like the snapshots that you see are what they're like curating so that you guys can buy into it. And like it's not a real deal. The only real deal is 
Chris Kardashian, who is their, their mom manager. She's the one that made every single one of her children famous. She's the one that if you want to talk about a real success story, she's the real success story because she was able to utilize and use her children to be the commodities that they are now. And Kim was the first and Kim was someone else's assistant for many, many, many years. And then, you know, she, because she was a star's assistant, she was introduced to other celebrities. She ended up sleeping with Ray J. They videotaped it. It got leaked. And that's how she became famous. So, like, let's not all just act like, I don't know. Chris Jenner, she's the superstar, in my opinion. That's it. That's all. Okay. That's it. That's all. She, she did this whole thing. She is the true entrepreneur. She made everyone rich and that's that. So everyone that's like, Oh, I want the Kardashian lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. Well then you know what? Go ahead and call 1-800 Chris Jenner because she's the one that made that happen for all of them. That being said, uh, Jibri is excited, but nervous because he knows that she wants the big city lifestyle. She says she wants to see New York and LA. Now here's the thing. If you're such an independent woman, right, and you, how can I explain this? If you're doing things for yourself, right, you she doesn't need Jibri to bring him to the U.S. Like, if she was so great, in my opinion, then go ahead and travel to those places on your own. Why do you need to wait for a man to marry you, to bring you to America, and then put the burden and onus on him for him to show you the lifestyle that you're expecting. If you're expecting the Kardashian lifestyle, then go ahead and go after the Kardashian lifestyle. But then you know what? Just go ahead and get a visa and go and visit. Get a tourist visa and go and visit the places that you say are on your bucket list. If you want to go to New York or you want to go to LA, then go to those fucking places on your own. Stop bitching about you having to live in in South Dakota and you're not for it and you can't, you can't, if you, what did she say? If you want, she wanted to live in a small, um, small city that she would just stay in Serbia. Well then stay in Serbia, bitch. That's what I literally said. Stay there because clearly you can't do it on your own or you would have pack a bag, get a tourist visa and bounce Bye, New York city's calling Bye, Beverly Hills is calling. Why is it this fool's who's obviously trying to save some money. He's back in South Dakota. Why is it his responsibility? And then you're trying to make him feel bad for living in South Dakota and saving money. And then you don't even want to compromise, which what I thought were relationships were about, where you compromise and you build together. And that's how you get all the dreams that both of you guys want. You guys can't afford it right now, clearly, because if you can't do it on your own, but you're expecting him to do it for you, it's kind of weird to me. But why don't you do it together? So if you want to sacrifice and say, hey, you know what? We need to live under my parents' roof for six to 12 months, rent-free, bill-free, and save some money instead of shopping like you are and spending all your money because you want to have the Kardashian lifestyle. Then how about you save your money, sweetheart, and then save more money while you're in South Dakota because you're not going to be able to work. And then that way, you can do all the things that you want to do and you can do it together with the person that you say you love. Kind of makes sense to me, right? Or... Do it yourself. 
instead of going to South Dakota, go ahead and get that tourist visa and go ahead and go to New York yourself and figure it out. Oh, yeah, for sure, Amanda. She was for sure in L.A. She was for sure in L.A. For sure in L.A. And I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you when you guys see the airport scene next next week, she's probably at Burbank Airport. But I'm not going to do LAX because LAX is too, like, familiar. But Burbank or Long Beach, where the airports are not, like, super busy and people don't really use them often unless you're a local they're very indescript that she's going to be at one of those airports and pretending to get off the plane and that whole thing. So anyhow, I digress. Um, she doesn't want to live in South Dakota. Uh, she doesn't want to get married in South Dakota. She only wants to get married on the beach. She wants to only be in New York or LA. She only wants to have the Beverly Hills lifestyle. Um, and so there's, there's that. So then we go back to his mom who has concerns about her. Mom was worried about the way she dresses, which was a whole other conversation that I want to go off on a tangent about, but I'm not going to go on off a tangent because I still have Emily to do. And Emily, Emily. Okay. So the mom's worried about the way she dresses. And she's like, you know, she's going to be a guest in my home. She wants to make sure that everyone feels comfortable. And then I, you know, my mind went off on a tangent because part of me is like, like, what, what is your mom saying exactly? Women should be able to wear whatever the fuck they want. It's their body, their choice. And because you're uncomfortable with what someone else is wearing, that's that person's problem. That's weird, right? But then I thought of like that generation. So if we think about our parents' generation, they're much more conservative and they, they, and like the rules and all the stuff, right? So then she's like, you know, this is my house. I want to, I want to feel comfortable in my house and I don't want to see her wearing seductive stuff because that will make me feel uncomfortable, which is, you know, boomer generation. Okay. I totally get it. You have those rules and uh, all that stuff. So then I, I fought with myself on that. Like, okay. Right. Because I have African parents. My mom would probably she wouldn't say the same thing because she's not like that. But she'd be like, you know, like it's all about respect, whatever you are a guest in that person's home. So whatever they want to do, it's their home, their roof. You got to live by whatever rules and regulations they have in the house. So if you having on like a crop top makes them feel uncomfortable, then you have to, you know, not have a crop top on. But then the other part of me was like, OK, but I personally think and like, I'm just going to call it for what it is. Like, cause this was another conversation I had in my head. Well, I think Mela, the mom only has a problem because she, this, the dad, right. And the dad stepped on in the house is probably like, Oh, Hey, Hey, me on a, Hey, right. And she's not feeling that she doesn't want her husband to have a wandering eye. This young 23 year old hot bodied chica running amok, half-dressed, she doesn't want her husband to be tempted because, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that that's who he is because I don't know him, but I'm just saying, you know, middle of marriage, I'm not, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to actually say it, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that she's like, nah, fool, nah. What we're not about to do is have a half-naked chica running amok and my middle-aged husband having to look all over the place where I should only be looking everywhere but not there. 
So, I mean, I mean, you know, I gave you three options. You choose. Choose your own adventure. It could be any of those things. My money is on. She's like, I know my husband. And my husband is my husband and my husband. And we cool and, and such. But what we're not about to do is bring the 23-year-old half-naked woman up into the house so that he could be distracted. That's all I'm saying. So. I'm worried about the way she dresses. Stop it. Mama Bear, stop it. You cannot control who who wears what. This is 2022. Stop it. Just say what you want to really say. You don't want... I don't, I don't know why I feel like it, his name is David. Is it, no, that's the, the friend. I mean, what is what is his stepdad, Brian? You don't want Brian to be looking all over the place with this these get-ups. That's why you were on her social media so hard. Like, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. We are respectful in this house. We are a good Christian family. We are not about to see these half-naked ladies running the mock up up in here. Oh no, we're not. Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna mess with our sensibilities. Oh no. Okay. <sighs> Speaking of expectations, mom goes ahead and talks about. You know, the expectations, responsibilities, they're a close family. She wants to make sure that they have that conversation and such. And that at the end of the day, they're all disrespectful of each other's spaces and and that. Okay. Okay. My disclaimer is thus. This is going to sound harsh. Okay. A lot of what I'm about to say is going to sound harsh. That's my disclaimer. Um, Emily is giving me Ella vibes. And if you watch my show, you already know how I felt about the whole Ella situation. She's giving me uh, Ella vibes 100%. And like, it, it's giving me the creeps. <laughs> Lydia said, my husband said, damn, she's hot. Then quickly realized I was next to him. See, I think Mama Bear knows her man, Brian. Same thing, same. Okay, so that being said, what I'm about to say, Major Ella Vibes by Emily. I and and not just Emily, her whole family. Insert Ella and Ella's family. I don't know if it's middle america vibes and i don't know middle america vibes enough but i'm gonna tell you they're giving me like you need to go and just travel your entire life so that you are not the big stereotype because you are giving me off close-minded behavior and i don't appreciate it i don't appreciate it whatsoever okay and emily Emily, I understand you say you're from a small town and you wanted to travel and you were the wild child and you loved to travel and you went to China and you went to Thailand. You taught English for two months and then 
there's a couple of things that are problematic with your story, but I'm going to stop there. You should have continued to travel. I know COVID hit and then now you're a mom and you're making it like you're like you have a mom bod and now you can't travel and do all the things, which is totally just ridiculous and totally a stereotype. So all of a sudden now you're a mom, you can't be who you say you are. Friggin' travel with your child. If you say you're all about traveling and all of that stuff, make it happen with your child. You don't have to say, oh, I have to pack on the pounds and kick back and be an at-home mom and I'm going to be a nanny because I'm a mom now. Like, no, I hate all the stereotypes and I hate the small-mindedness of it all. It's just ridiculous. Women come in all shapes and sizes. Women can do all the things. Having a kid is not going to stop you from doing the things that you want to do. Like, let's just be real here, okay? There are tons of moms out there that work outside of the house, inside of the house, all the things. Still find time to do all the things that they want to do still too. So don't tell us that, oh my God, you can't do this and you're not this and you changed because you are a mom bod now because you're a parent. Fuck off. Like, just stop it. It's just stop it. You're not the only person that ever had a child. And and guess what? You live at home, which is like totally a whole other story that I'm not going to talk about. Like, don't disrespect all the single moms out there. Don't disrespect all the stay-at-home moms that there are there. Don't disrespect all the moms that are working moms, do you know what I mean, outside of the house as well. You get to stay at home and have all the help from your moms and your dad and your sister. And you're making it seem like, ooh, woe is you, hard life. Stop it. <sighs> Emily, 29, uh, Salinas, Kansas, small town. She wanted to travel. So she said she was the wild child, that she loved to travel. She went to China. She taught English there for two months. Now, here's the first thing she says, that two weeks before she was leaving, she met Kobe. And then she said, let me, I'll, I'll stop there. Then she said later on that they got engaged and then four weeks later, she was pregnant, but she was still in China. So how is it that you were there for four weeks when you just said five minutes ago in the same episode that two weeks were you supposed to, before you were supposed to leave China, that's when you met Kobe. So was it two weeks or was it four weeks? Like, uh, get your story right. I hate I hate when the details aren't right because we're all paying attention to the details. And now you're making me call into question everything you said because what you're saying doesn't make sense. The math is not mathing. That part. Then when she said that she loves black guys, I am about to go off, okay? I'm about to go off. I'm sorry, you guys. Plug your ears if I'm getting too loud, but I'm about to go off because it's fucking bullshit. Love who you love who you love, but what you're not about to do is have a fetish for certain people. And as a black woman, I've gone on enough dates where you can spot someone that's like, I only date black girls because I think they're exotic. I think that they are this or they're sex addicts or they're this. All the fucking stereotypes that they're out there possibly when they're like, oh, I only like this. Just like fucking Ella, who's like, oh, I only date Asians because I love Asians. Like, who does that? Like, we're in 2022. Who does that? I get that you can have a type. I get that you can say, hey, I'm attracted to this person. I'm attracted to this type of person. But what you're not about to do is you're not about to say, I love black 
guys. What what year is this? What year is this? Why do you love black guys? What do you love about them? Simply because they're black? Because that's what you're saying. You love black guys? Because what? You're fucking from Salinas, Kansas. How many black guys could there be there that you love black guys? And then you went to China and found the one black guy in China. First of all, have you been to China enough times to know that, yes, what you see on TV, that predominantly it's Asian, but they have a bunch of people from all around the world. I've lived in Japan and it was not the same as China, but I'm, my point is this, that there are people from all across the world, all over the place. And just because of what you see on TV, it doesn't make it only be. Emily loves black guys, so she met Kobe, allegedly two weeks before she left China. Kobe's 34 from Cameroon, and um, he is, like Usman, an international underwear model. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? An international underwear model. Someone explain, please explain it to me. Because I know as an, a model, you model for specific brands. So does he specifically only model underwear? And if that is the case, what brand does he model for? I can't, what, what was the days, you guys, you know, 80s babies. What was the day? What was the big thing what was the big underwear brand in the 80s that everyone wore what was that i can't remember but everyone had it it was like it's like at the tip of my head mm -hmm. i don't calvin klein thank you say you're a calvin klein model Say that, but I don't even think that that's a thing in 2022. Do you know what I mean? Like fruit of the loom, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> so international underwear model. <sighs> she met Kobe at a girl's night out, thought it was gonna be a one night stand, but things got serious fast. And after, I don't know how long, cause it doesn't say, but if we go by her timeline, they met two weeks before she was supposed to leave and then he proposed to her, but then they were engaged and then four weeks later she was pregnant. So like, eh, what's the timeline there? Two weeks before you're supposed to leave, four weeks after you got engaged. So did you get, did you get, it doesn't make sense. If you're supposed to leave in two weeks, that's 14 days. So then did you get engaged after the 14 days and then you decided to extend your stay and you stayed an extra month and then during that month you were having a bunch of sex and by the end of the month you found out you're pregnant? Was that the timeline? <sighs> Haynes. Uh, Amanda, is he French? 
living in China or was he born in China? No, no, sweetheart. He is African from Cameroon. In Cameroon, they speak French. So parts of Africa speak French. Parts of Africa speak English. It depends on going back to colonization days, what parts of Europe colonized what parts of Africa. And therefore those people ended up for lack of better word, uh, picking up the language of the colonizers. So there are a lot of places in Africa that French is their first language. Um, <clears throat> So they get engaged. She gets pregnant. Instead of being scared, apparently he was happy and ecstatic. And she says that she knew from the second grade, y'all, second grade, so what are you like six or seven in the second grade that she didn't want to know math, which is interesting to me because the math is not mathing with her relationship. So it makes sense that she didn't know math, but she's saying second grade that she told her teachers she didn't want to learn math because she wanted to be a stay at home mom, which I thought was totally disrespectful. Okay. You can be a stay at home mom and be the smartest individual in the room, but do you boo, do you boo. Okay. Do you boo? You don't want to learn math because you're going to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, stop with the stereotypes. This whole, this whole segment was problematic to me, you guys. I'm sorry. She's problematic. Things that come out of her mouth are problematic. Okay, because they're too stereotypical, and I cannot stand it. I can't stand it. Okay, can't stand it. All right. So they apply for a visiting visa, she calls it, a visitor's visa application. Um, she went to back to Kansas City, moved in with her parents, she said, but I don't really think she ever moved out of her parents' house, honestly. I think that she's just been living there. Um, and then we meet her mom, Lisa, who explains that, you know, she was a wild child. In her early 20s, she hooked up with a lot of, quote, bad boys. Two of her exes are currently in jail. And so she was she was that girl. But I was like, aren't you from Salinas, you said, which is a small town? Like, what bad boys are, are in Salinas? Like, what are you riding horses on the wrong side of the yard? Like, I don't get it. Like, what do you, like, what, what, what bad, what, just what? Yes, Sly Cat, yes. So, Kobe gets denied his visiting visa. I can't stand that visitor's visa. Um, weeks before her due date. So, she's about to have this baby. He wanted to come and be there for, for the baby's birth, but he got denied. And so, her son, Coben, was born. 
And so then because he got denied the visitor's visas, they thought it would be a good idea to apply for a K-1 visa instead. (laughs) Oh my God, I cannot. And um, then COVID happened. And so it's been two years since they've seen each other and or 17 months and he's never met his son but you know they facetime all the things but they dad hasn't met his son in person yet kobe's nervous to come to the u.s and she's nervous to have him there because she says now she's changed physically she has a mom body a son and doesn't party which again, like, is so stereotypical. There's so many moms that are in better shape than me that, you know, what does that mean? You have a mom bod. Just because there's the, the saying dad bod, I get it. It's a saying, but like the way she's saying it, just is giving an excuse. There are a ton of moms that are hot moms, period. Then we meet David, her dad, which I'm going to tell you right now, I can already tell that David's going to be problematic to me as well. Um, I can tell. Because he's got a bunch of stereotypes in his, his head that I just, I'm just not for. I'm not for them. I'm not for them, but we'll see. So uh, David, her dad, doesn't know Kobe. He still wants to remain judgment-free. He hasn't met Kobe in real life. He's only seen him and talked to him, you know, on, on FaceTime and on the phone. But he's already basing meeting Kobe on Emily's bad track record. And so he's not thinking that Kobe's going to be anything, which I don't think you should personally do. I don't think you should personally say, hey, you know what, just because your your daughter makes bad choices, that every person that she meets is going to be a bad choice, right? Like that's on your daughter and not on the new person who now has to carry all the baggage that your daughter brings into the relationship and, you know, give Kobe a chance. We don't know Kobe. You just literally said you don't know him, but you're already not giving him the benefit of the doubt because your daughter is problematic. Sounds about right. Um, so the other thing is Kobe's going to be moving in with the whole family. So not only does he have to get to know his, they not vacay, but his, yeah, I'm just going to say vacay bay. He has to get to know Emily right in real life. They don't even have the privacy to really get to know each other. And then they have a baby on top of that. 17-month-year-old that he hasn't met. So now he's going to be like new dad and new girlfriend slash potential fiance. And then plus you have your potential in-laws and your potential sister-in-law all under one roof in a new country that you've never been to before. And you guys are all going to live. What what did they say? Five adults. There's already five adults in the house. So now it's going to be six adults and a toddler with one bathroom. Ooh, sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like there's going to be no problems there. Um, <clears throat> they are talking to her over dinner about how, you know, just because she has a kid with, with someone doesn't mean she has to marry them. And then Emily throws out, well, you guys got married and engaged. Well, you guys got engaged after just knowing each other for a month. So you guys aren't any different, but you know, the difference is they don't know him and 
you know, he's the big black man from Cameroon. Ooh, scary. Um, and they mention it. I mean, you guys think I'm being an asshole, but they mention this. There's a low population of black people in Salinas, Kansas. So it's going to be problematic. And if I look at how David was acting and reacting for someone he didn't met, meet yet, I mean, you know, you guys put two and two together and do the, the math for yourself. But it, it's going to be a culture shock for everyone all across the board. And, you know, it's going to be problematic because they already have preconceived notions of who they think he is. And, you know, they have a little bit of a small town mentality, which, you know, can be a good or bad thing. However you want to see it, you guys, I'm not saying it one way or another. I'm just saying that, you know, when you have stereotypes, stereotypes can be problematic. Um, we find out that Kobe's not an underwear model anymore, and so he hasn't worked, which, okay, but he's going to come to the U.S. and he can't work for the 90 days that he's there, plus he won't, if they get married, he can't work for at least the six months until he gets his green card, which is probably going to be longer than six months, so the dad is going to be supporting, like he said, everyone till then, because... Emily is a nanny, but doesn't make enough money to support herself. And I'm like, so what's her whole story? What's her whole story? Like she was teaching English in China and then she came back, had the baby. Now she's a nanny, but she can't afford to live on her own. Like what's her story? And then now you're sponsoring your husband, which means you probably had to get a co-sponsor, which probably was your dad. Now your dad is going to start resenting the fact that he has one more mouth to feed. Like, how are you setting you guys? I don't know. I just feel like how are you setting yourself up for success? Texas Gina is saying it's pronounced sa-line-a. Okay, well, I wrote it the way they said it, and they were saying Saliness. So whatever. Sa Salina. Salina, Kansas. Salina. Um, <clears throat> then we find out, which is super random, but that Kobe opened up a cafe three months ago, knowing that he's gonna be coming to the US, which I mean, you could uh, it could be so many other, it could be, maybe he'll open up a family cafe and that cafe is going to be beneficial for his entire family, but they were making it seem like, oh, he makes poor choices and he doesn't know about business and all that stuff. But we don't know what the backstory of that is. Like maybe it's his family's business and now he's setting up his family for success, not just himself. You know what I mean? Like, what's the story? Don't just make it seem like he doesn't know what he's doing and that he decided, oh, just before I go to America, let me spend all my money on this cafe that I'm not going to be able to run because I'm moving to America forever. That doesn't make any sense. It's weird, right? Oh, my God. This this whole season is just making me irritated, you guys. It's, I, and I'm only, I'm only one episode in. I don't know what to say. Crystal says Starbucks will hire him. 
Linda says he must have a dad bod now and can't model anymore. And Texas Gina says, yeah, that sounds irritating that they're faking a bunch of scenes because of COVID facts. And we're only getting started. True story, Linda. We're only getting started. We are one episode in. Anyways, you guys, that um, that was the episode. That's what we got this season. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens. You guys, don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you for being here. I had fun as per usual. Um, tomorrow I'm going to be covering the Ukraine thing. So I'll see you guys tomorrow. Same time, probably around 8 um, Pacific Standard Time. So I'll see you guys then. Bye for now.